What up, cacahuates? I just wanted to give you guys a quick heads up about this episode in particular. It was recorded April 12, 2021. We are now in January 2022. Yes, I know. I drag ass. A lot has happened, but there was no way that I can leave this episode out because it gave so much good information. I was listening to it and I'm like, nope, I got to give it to them. So uh, number one, it has to do with medical stuff. It is graphic. There's a lot of details. So if you're not into that kind of stuff, this is not the episode for you. My computer was also out. So the recording might be a little shoddy. So please forgive me. Um, what's another thing? That's it. So if you like this kind of stuff, sit back, relax and enjoy the ride. Finally, I'm back. I am so sorry. It's taken me so long. It seems like this is a broken record, right? Well, let's just get into it. For my beginners, I have a lot of health issues. I have multiple sclerosis. I have PTSD, severe anxiety, traveling anxiety. I have a, a fibroid tumor that is growing on top of my uterus. And now I have one more for the book. Before I get there, let's just take a little timeline travel on how all this came to be. Maybe about two or three weeks before the pandemic, I started to get a lot of pains. I went to the urgent care and they did some tests and they told me that it was a UTI. I, I didn't really believe it back then, but I'm like, okay, whatever. They must have tested me, whatever. Gave me some antibiotics, took them, um, cool. Went to primary doctor a few weeks later just for a follow-up. They told me I did not have a UTI and I was complaining about issues and pains and inflammation in that whole area. They said I was okay. They were going to give me another set of antibiotics just in case if the other ones didn't work. Okay, fine. Took those two, had an allergic reaction because I'm allergic to everything and I left it alone. Time passed. I started having a lot of pains in, in like the uterus area. I ended up going to the emergency room. They did a, um, an ultrasound and they found a mass. So now I have to go back to the primary doctor, go through the whole chain of command. And then they put in a referral and then they take me to, I mean, they sent me to a, another OBGYN, got it, you know, taken care of. Then we did a whole other set of tests and then here we go. We find out that I have this tumor, but it's grown and it's probably like the size of an orange and it's sitting on top of my uterus. Like I said before, number one, I have a narrow uterus and, and so the canal is also narrow and <laughs> it's a tight fit in there. And I'm not talking about in a sexual way. I mean, just things are just like, it's a clusterfuck in there somehow. And <laughs> It, it caused a lot of inflammation and it wouldn't even let me go poop. It was pinching my urethra, so it wouldn't even let me go pee. They went and they sent me to a urologist just to make sure that everything was okay. Then I got something called a cystoscopy. For those of you that don't know what that is, it's when they stick a motherfucking tube with a little camera at the end of it inside of your pee hole. And that was not fun. A catheter. And it was painful and the recovery for that was like it was horrible oh my god I felt like I was peeing razor blades for like about a good <clears throat> excuse me three to four days all the results came back everything was clear 
And my urologist was like, you know what? Go back to your OBGYN, give him the heads up, see what happens from there. Go to the OBGYN and he just flat out tells me, okay, so apparently this tumor is causing a lot of issues. So uh, you're going to have to get it removed. I said, okay, so uh, what removal, like how? Like they're going to shave it off or what? He's like, well, you don't qualify for a hysterectomy. In order for you to qualify for a hysterectomy, you would have to have had children because your uterus is very healthy. They will not remove it. Like, okay, well, I am 42 years old. <laughs> I am gay. It's a little bit difficult for me. So now what? And he said, well, either you wait for it to get bigger and then we will have to have an emergency surgery where they're going to have to give you a hysterectomy or you come back to me when you get, once you get pregnant and after that you can get the hysterectomy. So I didn't believe anything he said. So I went back to my urologist and the urologist was like, okay, well, how about we just send you to an oncologist? Let's get everything checked out. Let's make sure it's not cancer and, you know, go from there. Go to the urologist. I mean, the urologist, the uh, oncologist. Oncologist is a doctor who handles stuff with cancer in those areas. I am clear of cancer. You guys, I'm sorry. I sound like a freaking boy going through puberty. My voice is going. I am cancer free. I have no issues in that department. He agreed uh, because my uterus is in great condition. The insurance will not cover that. So and then he said uh, a myosectomy. I could be wrong. It's basically where they leave your ovaries. He flat out told me, you know what? If I were you, I'm just going to go out with the bang, get pregnant, have the baby, uh, you know, eight to nine months later, get a hysterectomy and call it a day. Fuck, here we go again. So <laughs> I go to another OBGYN and that OBGYN also said the same thing. Then they sent me to a fertility doctor. The fertility doctor said, yes. That is the only way you'll be able to do this. So ultimately, because I have a healthy uterus, you guys, they're not going to want to take it out. Insurance won't cover it. I would have to come up with the money myself. And it's just too much. As I'm going through this and I'm getting this news, I'm already drained. I'm already all jacked up with all this stuff. I had another issue about, I want to say, two months after that whole ordeal with, okay, we ain't gonna take your uterus, but you can have a baby, then we can take it out. I, I woke up one day and I felt like pressure down there. I know you could, if, if you're a male, I'm sorry, I should have probably pre-warned you. Maybe I'll make a little notation in the beginning of the show or whatever, but this is gonna be graphic and this is real shit, okay? We're all adults here, whatever, okay? A woman's area is very sensitive. So much can happen. You know, we don't think about these things because we just use it for sex and for peeing and going potty and like that whole area, right? But uh, you guys, a lot of crap can happen. Okay, so I woke up with a lot of pressure. I felt like, my ladies, you guys will know what this means if you use tampons. Like if you put a tampon in and you put it in wrong, or it's laying too low and you're sitting on it. You could feel something in there. That's what it felt like. 
And so the day progressed and I was like, okay, whatever. Like, this is kind of weird. And then the next day it felt like it was like inflamed. It felt very uncomfortable to sit directly on my private. So I kind of had to like lift the butt cheek to the side, like my legs were crossed. And then the, as the days went on, it just got worse and worse and worse. And then one day I sat down and I was like, what the fuck? I feel like there's a bubble, like there's something just sitting right there in between my legs. So I went and I got a mirror. I opened up the thing and guess what? Something was sticking out of it. There was like a little bola. So I'm like, oh, fuck no. Uh-uh, this ain't happening. So I told Bunny, look, I need to go to the ER. I think my insides are coming out. And she's like, yeah, right. Like she did not believe me worth a damn. She thought I was exagger exaggerating because I was like not crying and not in pain. But I live with chronic pain. So it's easy for me to be able to be in pain all day long because I'm used to this thing. Okay go to the ER and go and I sign in and I tell them I think my insides are falling out and they're, again they're looking at me like I'm all cracked out if you know my personality you know I have a very dry sense of humor it's very difficult to tell if I'm telling the truth or or not you know and if you don't know me then I come off very uh, uh serious so I, whatever <clears throat> I go and I tell them I see the doctor and he tells me okay what's up and I tell him the same thing my insides are falling out he's like okay I highly doubt it they lay me back, prop me up, and guess what? I have a prolapsed uterus and bladder. Now, what that means is my bladder is dropped. It was falling out of my private. Like, it was poking out of there. I was terrified, y'all. I was so, I'm mortified. What am I saying? Terrified. I was mortified, you guys. So, he's like, okay, well, I mean what have your doctors told you so then i gave them the whole spiel that i gave you guys in the beginning of this episode and told them that we were all we already had a set plan that i was just gonna get pregnant and then i was gonna get this hysterectomy but now he's telling me well with the prolapsed uterus you can't do that you can't do that because then the baby might fall out you know like everything will will, will make a mess for the baby It'll cause discomfort for me. It can cause complications. So now I'm crying hysterically because I'm like, it was already difficult to have this pregnancy conversation with my family. I had already decided with great difficulty that I might go through with it. And now I have this on top of it. This is why I disappeared from social media for a while because I did not know how to explain anything. And usually I'm pretty transparent with you guys, but I just could not find the words to say that my insides are falling out. Now, <laughs> doing the research, talking to specialists and figuring out exactly what this is and how common this is, now I'm not scared. So I'm going to share with you the knowledge that I, that I, the knowledge that I now have, okay? A prolapsed Okay, hold on. Let me back up. Your organs are placed in the places that they're supposed to be, right? And the system works well that way. But then life happens. Some of us, you know, become overweight. Weight and fat can push and shift certain things. Pregnancy can push and shift certain things. Car accidents, trauma 
uh, not having sex, believe it or not, not having sex can cause a really big problem down there because it's not being used. How they say, if you don't use it, you lose it. Well, if, if you're not getting any action in there, it can make everything go tighter and tighter and tighter in, in spaces and it'll cause other issues if you are not having any activity in there. I know I totally flipped out because I was like, what the fuck? Okay, but <laughs> the body, the woman's body is made for certain things. And I even hate to say that, but it is. This whole uterus and bladder thing can, can trigger a lot of different things. Oh, constipation too. If you have issues with your um, digestive tract, it can cause prolapses as well, like constipation, like pushing and pushing and pushing. Well, what what happened with me was, okay, number one, I don't have any kids. Number two, I don't get any action. Number three, uh, what was the other one? I have been in car accidents, but I mean, those were pretty bad in my earlier years, like my teens. And this just happened. So then we were thinking, okay, it's the it's the tumor. The tumor was causing issues with my bowels to begin with. So it's the tumor that's pushing everything down. Well, that was just a part of the equation. I have multiple sclerosis. The muscles and ligaments and, and, and stuff like that, they start to loosen up. So my memory, mess, the, 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 mess, the memory in my muscle is essentially leaving. I did not realize that this could happen with multiple sclerosis. So it was terrifying. And I'll be honest with you guys. Um, the one that helped me out through everything was not even a doctor, not even a relative, not even a close one. It was a nurse. So this is the moment when I'm going to give thanks to all my nurses out there. You guys are amazing. I had a nurse named Marcy who just kept it real, broke it down for me. Anytime I needed answers because my doctors weren't giving me answers, she was fishing them out. She was calling me back. She's a busy woman. She works for multiple doctors in the cancer facility. Marcy, you are amazing and I love you. You are a, God, a godsend. Uh, she helped me out through this. And it's good to ask questions, you guys. You cannot be afraid to ask questions. Um, and you get them from whoever you need to get them from. Um, as long as they're legit, obviously. So Marcy helped me out through this whole ordeal. She gave me advice and she was like, look, do some floor exercises. Do some Kegels. Uh, lose some weight. And, you know, go from there. So then once I heard it from her, I also heard it from another doctor. And so essentially that's what I did. Uh, like I told you guys before, I started the keto diet. Uh, I cannot work out, obviously, because I had this prolapse going on. So I lost all that weight with no exercise. And I did not follow the diet 100%. I modified it because I am a treater I'm not a cheater I'm a treater I like to eat treats I like sugar I like all that stuff but I kept it at a minimal a bare bare minimum okay uh like I said before at this point I think I have lost 17 pounds going on 18 pounds 
Um, the weight loss has helped me tremendously and it's also helped me with this prolapse. So, okay, on to the, to the next part of my recovery with this prolapse. I started doing floor exercises and, um, if you don't know what that is, look it up. Um, it, what it does is it helps to focus your area to get it tightened up to work the floor wall on your your uh, pelvic floor to bring it up to contract it um, you might also know it as kegels kegels is when a woman can squeeze her private and release it if you've if you don't know what that is <laughs> sit on the toilet pee and stop yourself from peeing and then release and then stop yourself from peeing and then release. That is a form of a Kegel, 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 whatever the fuck, Kegel. And there is the front part, the middle part, and the back part. And again, you can find all this online if you just Google Kegel, correct way to do a Kegel. And those types of exercises are really, really good. Uh, if you just had a baby, if you have a loose uh, poochie because you're too sexually active, <laughs> Um, but it also helps to lift up your organs to keep your organs into place as well. So I did that. And then along with that, I found a wonderful uh, masseuse who her name is Karina. And uh, I will share her information on my social media so you guys can follow her. But she did something called Amaya, Amayan, sorry, Amayan Massage. And what that is, is when they massage your organs back into like correct place. So she lifted my uterus and helped to set my bladder. Usually it takes several times. She uh, educated me on this. It does normally take a while. Um, but for whatever reason, maybe my, my prolapse wasn't so bad. And I, I, because I was doing my kegels and doing my floor exercises, plus of what she did, she definitely helped me on my journey to recovery. So Karina, thank you so much. Um, so let's fast forward. I just recently went to another OBGYN and they checked me and my uterus and my bladder are back into place. We managed to get everything back into place with no surgery, no nothing. Mind you, the last I had spoken to a doctor, they told me I was going to have to have surgery because there was no way to bring this back up. Now, okay, here we go. I don't, again, I don't like to talk shit about doctors. You know, I, I don't, but doctors are human and humans make mistakes. A lot of times the doctor will tell you that this and that are the only ways to take care of it, but that's not necessarily true. Maybe they don't know how to fix it. Maybe they don't have enough experience on how to fix that, you know, subject or whatever. So it's always good to get second opinions, third opinions, even fourth opinions. Sometimes I've done it plenty of times and do the research. And I'm not talking about WebMD. I'm talking about look up 
um, videos on YouTube and see what other people have said, what's helped them. Um, because the research is out. I mean, the, the, the knowledge is out there, you guys. You guys just have to find it. And so I really, really went balls to the wall because I was like, I am not going to get surgery. There's no fucking way. And I, I just, I, I can't recover because I'm allergic to antibiotics. So how in the hell would I be able to recover from a surgery? It just didn't make any sense to me. So I managed to be able to get the correct medical team that helped me. And I was able to get everything into place. So now here we are. Fast forward to date. And now we're going back to the original plan, which is I have decided, I'm going to say this to you guys now, I have decided to get pregnant. I know, I am shocked myself. Uh, it will be artificial insemination. Um, I have been gifted this uh, sperm from a wonderful woman that I love so much who also happens <clears throat> to share her children with me. So uh, this is essentially my baby mama and uh, her two kids have the same donor. And so we have decided that I will use the same donor so that our daughters can be sisters. And so that is our family. And so that is where I'm at with that. Um, that's going to be a whole other journey because remember, I do have this tumor and with tumors, complications happen. Uh, my uterus, like I said, is healthy, but the tumor is on the outside. So obviously if you get bigger, things are going to shift, things are going to push. So this is a whole other obstacle I'm going to have to go through. But when I get there, I'll know what to do. Um, so this is what's been going on. I know it sounds really weird, but it is what it is. So here I'm going to give you guys some information from information, some information and what helped me and maybe some tips and tricks as well. Number one, let's start off with the whole medical field in general. Like I said before, doctors and nurses are humans, okay? They will help you with what they can if it doesn't make any sense. Do not be afraid to get a second opinion. No, it's not disrespectful to do this, you know, against what your doctor says. No, it's not disrespectful to your doctor, period. It is your motherfucking body. You cannot just go with the first thing that they say. If your doctor is like, okay, we got to cut you open from, you know, ear to ear. And this is the only way. And we got to put your ear here in your belly button. Don't, don't just go for it just because they're saying it. I mean, it really has to make some sense. It's your body. And a lot of complications can happen if these procedures happen, which have happened to me. <clears throat> okay. I have, I have experienced this. Just, just a little story. When my whole MS started happening, the doctors that I went to did not know enough information about multiple sclerosis. This doctor flat out told me. She sent me to a physical therapist because she said that I had an accident working out. 
I wasn't even working out. She said I was active. That was a crock of shit. I was a lazy ass bitch. There was no reason for my leg to have gone out on me. One day I woke up and my leg went out. I could not walk. It was like semi-paralyzed. So I went to another doctor and that doctor was like, oh, I'm just going to send you to sports medicine. You, you messed it up. You know, you must have been running or you, I'm like, no, I didn't do any of that. I went to another doctor and that doctor was like, you know what? Um, it's best that we just amputate your leg. Like, do you, do, are you listening to how stupid all this shit sounds? If I was naive enough, if I wasn't such a fighter for my own self, if I wasn't such an advocate for myself, I would have been here talking to you guys with one leg. Do you understand what I'm saying? In, 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 my, in my medical history, I have been, I'm going to say I've been accused. <laughs> I have been accused of having lupus, cancer, any type of cancer, thyroid issues, diabetes. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, oh, sports injuries. Uh, I even had a doctor say that I was making it up that I just needed sleep. Uh, what else? Like the list goes on, you guys. I have been diagnosed with almost everything. Like, I mean, not, not diagnosed, but like assumed diagnosis of multiple things. And throughout my life, I've had to look up certain things. And I'm telling you, by the end of my life, I probably will become a doctor because I will have way too much information in my brain. <laughs> so ultimately... I went through so many doctors and now I have my diagnosis. And even that diagnosis was a son of a bitch to get as well. And with the urologist, now I've had two urologists. Uh, I have another one coming just in case. I'm telling you, you just got to keep on fishing and you got to be honest and you can't feel bad about that because you're, you only have one body and that's just all there is to it. Second, diet and exercise is really, really important. And when I mean by exercise, I'm not talking about going and doing CrossFit and shit like that. You guys, you guys don't have to do all that. It doesn't have to be that extensive. You could just walk around the block, even just cleaning the house, making an effort to put in those steps. I have a Fitbit that is my best friend and I get in my steps. Okay. What I will tell you as well is um, what you put in your mouth will affect you. I know this now for sure because this is my fourth time doing keto and this is the most I've lost. The last time I lost 10 pounds, it lasted for a long time and then I gained everything back. Now I have lost this, you know, I can, what would I say? Almost 17 pounds and, or 18. Yeah, I forgot. 17 or 18 pounds, okay? Um, and I've been really like good on, like, like, how can I say? Not, I don't want to say strict, but I've been I've been current, okay? I've been really consistent with it and I'm very gentle with myself and I, if I need a sweet, I'll eat a sweet. It's just that simple and I'll just get right back on it again. But it's helped me tremendously with the pain and the inflammation because once upon a time, my doctor flat out told me that my body thought it was pregnant. I grew a complete belly, you guys. My, horm my hormones were all out of whack and all that has to do with food as well, preservatives. 
uh, what is it called? GMOs? Is that what it's fucking called? I don't know. I could be saying that wrong. Um, MSGs. <laughs> I probably should have wrote all this down. MSGs, whatever, preservatives to keep your food freaking from, from perishing, okay? All that stuff is bad. Hormones as well, because they put, you know, they inject the chickens and the cows and all that shit. And, you know, it, it causes things to grow. Hence why our children look like they're, you know, 15 when they're really 10 and they got tits and ass and hips and all that. It's because they've been injecting these animals uh, to get them bigger and then they feed it to us and then we get bigger and McDonald's and Burger King and all that shit don't make anything any better. But they're delicious. So, yeah. Um, listen to your body. Do not... Like, look, like, if you're getting a pain and you go to the doctors and they tell you you're fine, but you still feel that pain, do not just, you know, hunker down and just be like, okay, I guess I'm not in pain. You know if you're in pain. But you really have to be able to listen and to understand what is what. Because sometimes it could just be a pedo atorado and it'll go away the next day. Opposed to something like your appendix or your kidneys or your liver. I mean, you got to pay attention to what you're doing to yourself. You got to be responsible. Okay? Okay. Let me see what else. Um, like I said, nurses, nurses do not get enough credit. Some of y'all... Man, you guys really hold it down for us patients. You guys are just absolutely amazing. Um, if you're new to this whole medical thing, please just speak to your nurse. Ask your nurse questions. You'll know if she's one of those people that wants to help and one of those that just wants to get you out. But either way, ask questions, as many questions as you want. If they tell you, why are you asking so many questions? You simply tell them, because I can because this is my body that's why and you gotta say it just like that i've got i've had it out with doctors before plenty of times big time so that was basically it with my current situation of why i went mia why i didn't say anything i will only be announcing this here on my podcast i will not be telling the story on my instagram or on any other social media platform my MS, my MS is actually okay right now. I'm in, I'm in some type of a, a remission at this point. I am able to walk. Uh, the only issues that I'm having at this, at this point is this tumor. I still do feel like uncomfortable pressure. I do feel that constant ache and stuff. To those of you that have fibroid tumors in your body, the keto diet really does help. The inflammation will definitely go down because it, your your panza and, and your, gorda, your little gorditas are not pushing up against everything. So it does help, okay? Like a lot. I know that there was so much more to my story, but like I said, I've recorded it twice and unfortunately you mofos get stuck with this part. But at least I was able to tell you guys what was going on. So hopefully I don't have to sit there and edit this one a thousand times because... I was having issues. My computer crashed. So, you know, it is what it is. So here is my story. If you guys have any questions, if you guys are on my Instagram, 
please feel free to DM me. If you are going through this, please DM me. I would love to hear your story. Uh, don't be afraid to ask questions, you guys. Um, it does happen a lot. Prolapsed uteruses and bladders do not mean anything else other than there's some shit going on in your system. It happens quite often. Some people live with it and have no idea that it's even happening. Sometimes that's what causes the weight gain as well down there, like in the pooch area, you know, the pancita, because your organs are shifting. Um, massages are good for that kind of stuff. That Mayan massage is wonderful. I would love you guys to hit up Karina. She can educate you guys a lot more, but that's pretty much it. If you are new to my channel, please go follow me on Instagram at the Michelle Bell. That is T-H-E-E -E, Michelle Bell. And uh, follow me on my TikTok as well. The same name. And yes, thank you guys for joining me. I love you guys. Pero mucho, mucho, mucho. Um, I hope that you guys are in good health. I'm being vulnerable with you guys because I don't want you guys to feel like you guys are alone. And I wanted to share what I found out. Did you wake up with a sore neck? Is your back hurting you? Are your legs feeling weak? Or your spine? Well, guess what? I got someone that I want to share with you. Her name is Karina, but goes by K. You can follow her on IG at Hands Down Therapy. She is the therapist that I spoke about in this episode that helped me with the Mayan massage. Not only did she help to shift my organs back into place, but she is also a professional in other types of massages as well. So please go feel free to DM her again at Hands Down Therapy. And don't forget to mention Michelle Bell or that you heard uh, this little ad on Chisme and Beer. I would love for her to help you just as much as she helped me.